Hey, what's happening? You're tuned to that upper left life. I'm Randy. I live here in Spokane, Washington. And every other Monday I have conversations with my friends about music, movies, food, and of course, the sights in and around the Pacific Northwest. You know, the 315. Hey, this is Randy Budano, and you're listening to that Upper Left Life. And today we've got Sean here, and Sean is a friend of mine. We've we've hung out for I don't know. I think we've met maybe a couple years ago. Yeah. But the weird thing was, we have a history, and it's like I think we grew up in the same area, right? We did. We did in the Bay Area. Yeah. So it was the Bay Area, but then you you were in Santa Cruz area for a little bit, and I lived in Monterey, yep. and so they were basically the other town around the bay from us in monterey bay exactly and uh we skated the same spots and never met it's weird i mean we're the same age i think you graduated the year after me yeah so 91 I'm a, right? I'm a, yeah i'm in 91 i'm in august you're uh, not so I'm, I'm a little bit later later okay yep, there, yeah. Yep. yeah and so for me it was like uh i graduated 90 in monterey and um it just i don't know i just think growing up there was awesome because it had a really huge um it had an impact on my life. I think it might have been on yours also because the culinary stuff there in Monterey is amazing, right? The seafood is amazing. You've got different cultures. You got Chinatowns there. You got the the Vietnamese culture, Filipino culture, Mexican culture, uh, the European culture. That's a right. I mean, Monterey is just that that whole Bay Area, San Francisco area also had a lot of things going on. And so what do you do now? Because this is this is why we're like we're really getting into this. We wanted to I wanted to uh, do an interview on him because of what he does. And so what do you do exactly? What is your title and where do you work? I am the senior executive chef um, for Lumen Field for Seattle Seahawks, um, as well as the the Sounders, all the the great big giant musical venues that come in and out of there as well. So is that just all the all of like the Lumen Field, that whole field area that's right there, and you're in charge of all that? Yeah, well, Lumen Field plus uh, Wamu Theater, which okay. is also attached to that too. So there's that's a whole other kind of smaller convention center that's attached to us. Yeah. Um, so we're probably or not probably we are the the busiest stadium in the country. Oh right my now, gosh! Uh, with uh, lots of venues and lots of things going on. Yeah, we were laughing because we saw Sean on TV. You're okay. <laughs> I'm a Niner fan. Are you a Niner fan or you're a... Negative. No, my <laughs> gosh. You're from the Yay area and you're not a 49er fan? Um, I'm like, shocked. I am a Raider fan. That, oh, okay, that is... okay. <laughs> Never mind. I won't say anything because you'll probably stab me. I mean, Raider Nation is crazy huge. Anyways, so that was the whole thing was we saw you on TV going against... It was a, it was a Seahawks-Niner game on Thanksgiving. And we saw, I saw a glimpse of you. It was hilarious because you had your black gloves on and you're sitting there like basting like turkey legs. And I'm like, what is this joker doing? <laughs> and then and then after that, we saw you again at the end of the, the game. And uh, you were just sitting back there while they were interviewing a couple of the Niner guys out there. And uh, it was it was amazing to see you out there. And so we did a little clip where luckily with the technology we have now, we can rewind stuff and kind of film it. And we're like, yep. Sean. So it was pretty fun. <laughs> So, from where you are now, where did you begin? Ooh. I mean, did you start off in Monterey area, or did you? Yeah, I did. I, well, actually, in Santa Cruz. That's I, okay. I would say. Well, 
um, I, I, I kind of jumped around, um, and this was essentially right out, out of high school. What? Um, and I, I did, um, being closer in towards San Jose, Las Gatas, I was in Campbell, mm-hmm. and, and my first cooking job was a, this place called Left at Albuquerque. Oh. Um, and it was just this um, random, and this is when I was going into college. And, and, and originally, I, I, I was sure I was going to become a marine biologist. That oh, was, of course. You know, I mean, we're in that area. Right. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so started going to college, and I was just really getting into the cooking thing um, while I was going to school. Um, and, and so I, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I, I think I want to pursue this a little bit further. I think that this is something that is a little bit more. Like, I always loved cooking. You know, I grew up. Um, in a in a very busy household, uh, lots of kids, um, parents work in both. You know, yeah. it's the Bay Area, right? You know, yeah. it was it. It's uh, I mean, not we were cheap. La- we were latchkey kids. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent latchkey kids for sure. Um, so I was the one who cooked in the family all the oh, time. Yeah. And and I had a I had a grandmother, uh, both my grandmothers that that were amazing cooks, and and I would latch onto them when yeah. I was over at their houses and just loved everything that they were doing. And I think they loved that their grandson was hanging out with them yeah. while they were cooking, you know? So, um, that was, that was always a lot of fun. I remember learning a lot of things. I was kind of one of those kids that was just very inquisitive about everything, right? How does everything mm-hmm. work? You know, and cooking was one of those things. It was, like I say, I, I wanted to be a marine biologist at first cause I really loved the science mm-hmm. and I really saw that in food. There's and, a science of food. Yeah, there is a hundred percent. I mean, of that science. whole that whole culinary thing with tastes and how things go, get go together, <clears throat> the different textures that you can create. I mean, colors, presentation. Yeah. There's so much of science and art. Science and art, exactly. In in the culinary field, and I I really appreciate that kind of that kind of art because I mean I do I do visual art, and I do like me you know I also do music also so uh, audio art also but it's like that is a whole different animal there is something spiritual about it that because you can be taking recipes right from from way back yeah and still create it today yeah totally and then and then not only that you can add yourself to it and then people can go wow that's something different yep yeah. yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, I really, I mean, I I love food. We, I mean, you can you can see my belly. And you can tell, like, <laughs> yeah, my diet. My doctor will tell you my diabetes from the food that I'm eating. <laughs> uh, you and me both. Yeah. So okay, so what? How do you how do you approach then? Did, so I'm just gonna go generic, right? How do you approach a food, and and how do you balance the flavors of a particular dish? I mean, is there is there a formula that you do going, okay, I need this acid, I need this, you know, blah, 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 and you just put it all that's, together? That's the beautiful part about the science of it. You know, even tonight we were we were cooking, right? And yeah. um, I was hanging out with my daughter, and, you know, we were tasting. She was a good sous chef, by And the she way. was a great sous chef. Yeah. And, and it was very much about, you know, I'm like, all right, taste this. What do you think? You know, and... And it was all about. Oh, she's like, well, you know, Dad, I think it, it's got, um, it needs salt or something. It's just, it's, it's just lying a little bit flat. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. It's, it tastes kind of salty right now. But I agree. Yeah. But what is, what can we add to that that is going to make it pop, right? So salt isn't the the answer to yeah. everything to, yeah. to pull out flavors. But I said, what about an acid, right? What if we put like a vinegar in there or something just to kind of make it open everything up and pull everything mm-hmm. together? And she's like, okay, let's try it. And then I added some um some uh balsamic yeah 
and and we tasted it and she goes oh my god that's amazing that's that's, that's it right See, there there's Dad. science right there and there's the science yeah. right and that that was always the cool that was the cool attraction and that's what i've always taught cooks you know growing up you got taste taste everything and mm-hmm. adjust yeah because it's it's constant and nothing is ever and the cool thing about cooking is nothing will ever be the same but the trick is and because you could have 100 guys doing the you know or 100 folks doing Mm -hmm. the same exact thing and every single one of them is going to come out different totally different but the trick is is to make them all taste the same and that's all through adjustment yeah well the weird thing too is the ingredients that you use right Mm because if you say you're going to throw some like a soy sauce in there not all soy sauces have the same salt content right and so if the thing says put like a quarter cup of soy sauce and it still doesn't taste right it's because i mean you really have to go for the taste a lot of people that i know when they cook it's just straight up recipe right right. and i'm like but that doesn't really account for a lot of things because of the different like i said you know i mean the, the ingredients that you use you could be using like bottled like rosemary or whatever and you're not going to have that punch because it's old right compared to the fresh stuff that you're using and so that's that's the part that that's the part that always gets me and and my mom and dad they're great cooks also and they were like they're always tasting their food and so it's like by the time i'm done cooking i'm like full yeah pretty much you <laughs> totally. know what i mean i'm like constantly <laughs> you know I, I each batch i'm like tasting yeah that's perfect or whatever that's good or whatever so it's interesting so is there a particular cuisine then that that like influenced your style of cooking yeah i i will you know you talk about the seafood and everything mm-hmm. you know i i i grew up that way i'm i love seafood and that was always my thing um a lot of my career was was in seafood um it's still my favorite thing in the so world to eat it's my favorite yeah and and i could i could sit there all day along and 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 eat seafood so i wouldn't say that there was you know you say melting pot which is it's kind of perfect right you mm-hmm. know um or maybe you didn't say melting pot you but you you all of these different ethnic groups right and in it was area, a melting yeah. pot yeah. and growing up in that environment was so cool because i there's nothing you know like i love mexican food and indian food yeah. and yeah. chinese food and thai food and 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 especially being in food like i am I, I explored everything, and I think some of my favorite things are taking some of those and throwing them together. And right. and like, there's a place in Seattle that that I I have to go to every once in a while. And actually, I'm bringing them to the stadium, um, in one of our club concessions, um, is Bar Dojo, which is a oh, that sounds dope. It, it is dope. It's 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 an Asian uh, Latin themed. <laughs> so like, think about like a a chorizo full bowl, right? Yes. You know, or um, ahi poki nachos oh, is another my one that. God. Gosh, I'm losing you know? my mind. That's and cool. it's just it's just fun taking all that stuff and throwing it together. Okay, you're gonna have to do me a favor. When these things are actually there and you actually do the 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 tastings or actually do that, if you would take pictures of it and send it on Facebook, will you? So I can take a done. look. Done, <laughs> done. In fact, I'll send it because I already did. The, the, we're they're locked in. They're <laughs> gonna be here for now. They're they're starting. They'll be with the new season yeah. of the Seahawks and Sounders, and so. I will throw them your way. That's, because that's the that's a cool thing, too, is I get inspired. And this is what's crazy about the technology we have now. I mean, when I was younger, it took a long time to get your art yeah. shown because you're you're constantly begging people to come to the, you know, to the to the showing. And it's just you can't make a sale. It was so hard. Nowadays, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, you got, you know, TikTok and all these other things. And. 
you just snap a picture, put it up, and everybody's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the world is getting smaller because of this technology. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's insane. Well said. So, how, like, now, okay, with with the stuff that you know you're you're cooking and you and you're 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 doing all this all this food, how do you guys keep it consistent? I mean, you were talking about consistency by tasting. Yep. But how do you keep it consistent then? Every time you guys put some stuff out, Great are you question. are you running around? Are you the one tasting everything all at once? <laughs> I I do a lot of running around. There's no doubt about it. I, I they I figured for every Seahawks game, I probably put in. Um, about 14 miles, or uh, roughly 40 to 50,000 steps. How many hours are you guys running? Oh, we're there. So we normally check in around 4 a.m. <laughs> and then we're there till about 8 o'clock. Oh at night. my gosh! Um, so it's a it's a long it's a long haul, but yeah. it's it's you know it's 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 a passion and yeah. it's a love. So sometimes you know people go, "How the heck do you do How that? How do you do it?" But it's it, you know I love what I do, and then not only the, that, the energy at an NFL game is so intense and mm-hmm. so much fun that you 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 don't <laughs> you're running around so much and you're getting everything done that you you barely even think about the time and um, by the time it's all done and it went well then then it's amazing but yeah i track a lot of steps i have a lot of just amazing chefs that that work for me that that you know i have executive sue of catering executive sue of uh, premiums executive sue of concessions executives um, i have an executive chef that kind of oversees those guys. Yeah. They they oversee all the cooks, um, and so it's it's a really good balanced system. Um, and the consistency comes from them driving the recipes. You know, these aren't complicated things as yeah. well. Um, yeah, I mean, you're trying to keep it as obviously because of the, the amount of uh, the amount of food you guys are creating, and you're trying to get as simple but more punch. Yeah in the flavors as yeah. possible yeah and that's a lot of the the big recipe build so we'll take for instance i have this one brand that um we we kind of just instituted this year and for this season and um it's uh walter jones right okay. so he's he's a you know like hall of famer legendary seahawk and so we have this now it's called big walt's kitchen oh cool and and we have these different sauces that I came up with. So I did this Nashville sauce for this chicken sandwich, right? And and that was the one I wrote. It's bulletproof. You make it, it comes out the same every single wow. time. Wow. And I have to taste it every single time to make just sure. Just to that, make sure, though, right? Yeah, yeah, just to make sure. And and so you make those things in big giant batches, and yeah, you're feeding seventy thousand people. Jeez, Louise. All at once. So how how then do you keep your crew because of those long hours? How do you keep them motivated? Not like. I'm going to quit right now because I'm stressed. Yeah, no. I mean, well the chefs, the chefs they're they're bulletproof too, uh-huh. you know. The the cooks they're seasoned. They they only have to work their 8-hour, 10-hour shifts. Yeah. So so they're they're generally pretty happy. But they all have a passion for being there. Oh, nice. Is 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 the is kind of the thing. Um I I will say, you know, there's some that come through there. And we also do a lot of temp cooks, you know. So and that's really where the 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 trick comes, right? You have these people that really have never done half of this stuff, you know, and you're you're relying on them to get it done. Wow. And and that is that's the that's the the, the true game right wow. there. Wow. So to manage that, then I mean, you must have like a really good crew underneath you. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Absolutely. So you you know, doing that you said you're you know creating your own sauces are you creating dishes then too oh yeah so how i mean what's i mean how do you does your team go you know you got people in your team going hey how about this do they ever come up to you and go 
Sure. I and actually I like to hand off a lot of stuff to to okay, the chefs okay. as as they so you give start the, coming up. So you give them the opportunity to be creative. 100%. Oh my gosh. I, I have to. Otherwise what a, spot. What, what a what a that would be horrible on my part if I didn't let them thrive that way because we all got into it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what you wanted to do, right? Create yeah. something. Yep. So that's crazy because it's like I I always thought like at a restaurant stuff like that only only the head chef is the one that's supposed to be doing everything so yeah i did not know that mm-hmm. so do you uh let's see if i'm like looking through my notes here now you you're saying when these guys are coming up i mean do you are you looking for a specific experience level that they hit or you're like okay this guy is they're ready for it they're you right. know, you can tell, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they, you know, I have this one guy right now, um, my uh, senior Sue of catering, and and that's where a lot of the the menu writing. So, like, we'll write menus for concession stuff and sweets, and we'll write them for the year, mm-hmm. and then or per season, you know, for Seahawks or Sounders, um, Oil Rain, which is another soccer team. Uh, but our catering is, is, is a little bit more kind of a loose cannon. And so in, and we're having to do things that we have a lot of what a lot of people don't understand in the stadium world, too. Is there's a hundred other things that are going on as far as catering and, and events going oh, on. Oh, yeah, there's and a ton. Like, you know, say Boeing or Microsoft or Amazon or any of these big companies, they want to rent out our stadium mm-hmm. and they want us to cater the whole thing. You know, that happens a lot. Um, we also have a lot of politics that are going on, right? You have a lot of people very big up on the, on the ladder of Seahawks and, and, you know, there's other things going on with them and they're having big business meetings and they want elevated things. Right. And so that's where I'll, I'll step in and I will write menus for that. But when we're doing things for Seahawks and things like that, and I want these guys to really own it and Mm -hmm. I want them to be attached to it. Like yeah. I would as yeah. as the chef. I mean, they would. That's why I give it to them and say, "All right, I'm going to have you write the menu for um, the the Seahawks against Philadelphia. I want you to I want you to write that menu. Wow. I want you to think about the other team. I want you to think about the kind of food that they're eating in Philadelphia too, right? Because you want to bring some of that. Because we're going to have a lot of people from Philadelphia, in, yeah. right? And so you're going to be in the you doing the caterings. We're going to be doing this in in a club setting. Then, then you want to bring a little bit of that city to yeah, them, and that makes so and, much sense. And they have a lot of fun with that. That's very cool. So, what's the? I mean, how do these guys gain experience then to move up? They just got to work. They got to work. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, how do they prove to you that they're they're moving, or do or do they get looked at by? their head people and then their head people get a hold of you and go hey this guy is- so yeah they would go they would come under peter my executive chef but but i i've absolutely um put put my you know feelers out there i'm constantly watching i'm constantly looking i i see my executive chef as my partner in in, in yeah. crime and doing this so uh, both him and i look at these guys and and gals and and kind of judge where they are and you know like some of them are like all right they're ready let's go That's you cool. know and they show because they're organized they are delegating work properly they are keeping things clean they're you know they all they're clicking all checking all the boxes mm-hmm. that's what's that's when we say okay they're ready for the next step that's cool so they've they've proven to you by showing and by actually you know moving through that haze of other people that are not <laughs> exactly. <doing everything. laughs> exactly. So, as a student, then, 
and I'm asking you this just because it's like you're 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 here at this level now. What 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 can you what can you tell like the students or the people the entry level people? What what do they have to work on? Be so humble that, so that they can start moving. Be humble and and take take everything that you see, learn from it. Take a piece of it. I think one of the best things that I ever read when I was coming up as a chef was called Letters to a Young Chef by Daniel Balud. There you go. And it was a really, it was, I, I remember, it, it's, a, it's a pretty short book. It was like, it was two, it was like two rides on the light rail that I ended up reading it, you know. And it was really cool in the sense that they said, that how he phrased you can gain all of the experience. You don't need to travel the world. You don't need to go all over to learn how to cook like a French chef or an Italian chef or a Swiss chef. You can just go to a, an Italian restaurant and work for an Italian chef. And, and so, but his big thing was, was go around, move around, and gain experience. Collect so much, but be humble. Mm. Don't act like you know it all because you don't. And, yeah. and when you can take all that in and absorb all of that, eventually when you've, you've done that for a little while, you now take that, and that's you. You took this from all of these other chefs. You stole a little part of their soul in a way, yeah. you know, and collectively put it all together. You're going to be 10 times better. So every generation, every, every time, this should be getting better. This should be blowing up. This should be yeah. really exciting, which we are seeing. You know, there's... I mean, things that would take a guy until his 60s to be recognized and, you know, back in the 60s and the 50s and the 70s, you know, like now these 25-year-old kids are pulling it off because we have so many things at our resource. But the arrogant, the, <laughs> the, the know-it-alls <laughs> are, are, aren't, gonna, aren't going to push through like the rest of them will. Wow. That are just They put their head down, they're humble, and they drive, and they get there. Yeah. I mean, they could be talented, but man, that attitude is just out of control. And nobody wants to be around it. I mean, can you imagine working with that all time, like fourteen hours? Yeah, Ooh. I have, and and, <laughs> and and I'm out. You know, like it's just like you know what, this isn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're gone. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a whole thing too with like Kobe Bryant, and you know the reason why he, the reason why he is as great as he is now is because he's asked you know, Michael Jordan, he's, you know, and gotten a lot of stuff from Michael. He's got a lot of stuff from Dirk Nowitzki. He got a lot of, I mean, everybody he ever played with or played against, he would go and talk to him and say, Hey, how do you do this, this, and this? And that's where he became, I, I thought he, I don't think he's as top as like Michael Jordan is, but I think his, his footwork is a lot better. And I think he's got more repertoire than Michael Jordan, but I'm just saying, for him to for him to gain knowledge like that, and you're you're saying stealing, they're like taking a piece of their soul. Yeah, it's just you're just putting more in that in that you know that uh, in that your, tool belt, the tool belt of yours yeah. that you can use later on, and that's amazing. That's really cool stuff. Did you have? I mean, because that that's already advice, but I want you to tell me what your most favorite thing is. For this particular job that you do, what's your most favorite thing that you do? That's a great question. 
It's a tough one. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so many parts about it that I love. Yeah. And I think, um, although I think one of the the things that I truly love is finding it's unselfish in a way. Um, you know, I get all these great accolades and I get all of these things and, and I've done it long enough to where I feel really comfortable with what mm-hmm. I do. I don't have to think about it even sometimes. Yeah. It's creating opportunities for others. Is wow. what I truly love. That's cool. Yeah. Like I love watching somebody grow and I'm helping them get there. And I yeah. am, I'm a mentor and, and somebody that, that I understood that there were people along my path that mentored me mm-hmm. and helped paint the way I worked my ass off yeah, for it. For sure. And, and like Kobe, like one thing that he always says, I was up at 4 a.m. every morning, and I was I was driving. Yeah. And I was up while everyone else was partying. I was I was in the gym. He was in the gym. That's and, right. and owning his skills, owning his honing and owning his skills. Yeah. And I think that when I see that in others, and I see that because that's the drive I had. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my like my jobs that I was. Uh, it was it was with McCormick and Schmicks, and and I was working, and. And I was really gunning for a sous chef position. I was ready for it. I, I wanted it. And um, I got I got passed up a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Damn it. You know, um, I'm going to drive a little bit harder. Yeah. I, and I started going in for free. I said, I'm going to come in for free. I'm going to start cutting all the fish. I'm going to do all the invoices. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because I, I, I'm going to be the next sous chef here. And they were like, all right, whatever. You know, so I would come in an hour early every single day. I would break down all the fish. Um, I would do the invoices. I would do all of that on my time. And when it came time, they made me the sous chef. Wow. Because they saw that I was committed to doing it. Yeah. You said it and you did it. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they can say things, but they can't really back their crap up. Exactly. Exactly. And so when I see kids like that, that are coming up and they're driving hard, I make it a point. Dang. to notice and i make a point to to grow them and, wow. and help them grow and become the chefs that they want to become that's amazing because you really i don't know if you see that much you you don't see that much of that anymore uh not in this industry right now it's i think i think, it's in, tough. Mo- I think in most industries i mean the construction industry right now doesn't look as promising as it used to um prior to the pandemic yeah. i mean it just everything's changed and and I'm really glad there's people like you out there really trying to mentor and move people to where they need to be. That's amazing. Well, that's it for the night. This is Randy Budano. And you are. And this is Sean Borst. And you're listening to that upper stuff life.